Are you having a good day? Make it better with a couple of wise guys. You are now listening to a Los Wise Guys production. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Los Wise Guys Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Rudy Cardona, accompanied by the anti-socialist himself, Daniel Rosado. Nah. And the architect, Eslam. How you doing, Eslam? Yep, yep. Whatever it is. Welcome to, <laughs> Welcome to the Los Wise Guys Podcast, guys. Uh... If you're new to the show, Dan Aslam and I pretty much get together every week to talk about anything going on in our lives, the world, or whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Uh, this week is, I wouldn't say special. I don't think, I don't think this topic is special. I think it's... It's, it's like, our first episode of 2018 that we're officially recording. It's somewhat special. Oh. Okay, well, well, we'll see if it's a good year. A lot of bad shit has happened to me already. Oh, did I tell you guys that Johnny got his heart, his, uh, his heart kicked? Uh, his he got his heart kicked. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that should be funny, kicked. but it is. No, his uh, his car got hit. Oh, shit, that sucks. Yeah, he got a brand new car like three months ago, and someone smashed into it while he was, was parked in front of his house. Damn. While he was taking his shit. They were jealous. Yo, and it's, it's awkward, though. It's like a really wide street. And mm-hmm. he's parked on the right-hand side. So someone really must have had to go into oncoming to really hit him. So it's really... Yeah, they were really, really drunk or trying to drift <clears throat> and fucked up. It was, so he, they just took off. He doesn't know who did it. No. And it was funny because, like, no one saw it. Johnny was taking a shit. And then Ruby, his little sister, who's, like, five, was like, it was a white car. But how we don't know if we can really trust her. And then we're looking. So she was just watching it happen. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, one, <laughs> no one's gonna bang on the bathroom door. Johnny was like, "Man, if someone would have told me I would have ran out here with my dick out, and I would have caught that motherfucker." And I'm like, "He would have." Well, been- that's how you get kicked in the heart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, anyway, so this show is about racism. <laughs> <laughs> show is about racism. Uh, for all we know, they did this to Johnny because they saw a Mexican come out the car because he is Mexican and just beat and just hit his car. Damaging their own in the process. I'm pretty sure I know which car hit him because we went around and I was like, his street is so in the town that it's kind of hard to just get to his house. So I figured it was a local. We started driving around and I saw a car that kind of looked like it got hit and it happened to be a big white truck. So mm-hmm. I was just like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe Ruby was a little bit older. Racism. Yeah, you know what? Um, It's kind of weird. So I was I was kind of looking on the net. I was, I was actually looking up stand-up comedy. And I've been getting into Trevor Noah. You guys know who that is? Yeah. Dan? No. Okay, Trevor Noah, is the, he's the host of The Daily Show. You know who that is? Nope. No. He doesn't. Oh, it's a show on Comedy Central. What they do is they pretty much have a comedy show daily that kind of makes fun of the news. So, like, the news. What's tell- comedy? What's comedy? <clears throat> comedy. I'm not going to explain this to you, you, you sick bastard. Um... So anyway, so Trevor Noah is like this guy who was like raised in Africa, South Africa, and he's half black, half white, um, but he could never really be with his parents like openly like that because in in South Africa, they had a apartheid, which is like a a government that has pretty much racism as its foundation. Mm. So I was like really interested in his whole story and everything. He talks about how like he would go out and his mom would be dressed up in like, like, uh, like nanny clothes. 
so that everyone would think that she, like the mother was his nanny and really wasn't his mom. So um, the mom was black and the dad was white. Yeah. <laughs> and like he talks about how he was chasing after his dad and like in the park and they were playing around. His dad was like literally running full speed away from him. So no one would think that was his kid. And he's just like, no, come back here. We're playing. We're playing tag. Damn. He's literally just hauling ass. That's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he told me he was like, like, he just talks about these life things. I want to read his book, but he talks about these life things where he was in a car with his mom and the driver's black. He He's in the back seat. He's probably like five or something. He's got a little brother and she and, she, and the driver looks at his mom and just like, you know, I know what you did. It's obvious what you did. Your kids aren't fully black. We're going to kill you. Mm. So, like, he fucking, he's a taxi driver. He's taking every single light. He's not stopping. And she, <laughs> she like, tells Trevor, she's like, she's like, what this, whenever he stops, we're jumping out. And he was like, what? Like, he just, he's just like a little, he's like, oh, what? And then the car stops. She tosses his ass out. And then she jumps out and rolls, like, with the baby in her, in her, in her chest and just, like, rolls on the ground. I was like, I mean, this story is crazy, yeah. man. No. Did I, that reminds me. Did I did I ever tell you guys about the time that um my mom just took off in the yeah, car? Yeah, you told me. Like I had to, I had to get out yeah. of the car. No, no. <laughs> that shit was so funny. <laughs> well, what happened? Tell the story to the class. All right. So there was this. Uh, we we're driving this car. Uh, I forgot which one it was. It might have been the old red one before. Like we put a new engine in, and um it was like screwed up, and uh, for some reason it was like smoking. So it's like we're driving back to the house in, a, in Elizabeth and a lot of smoke was coming out. So um, we're like on Elizabeth Avenue and they see a bunch of Spanish guys. They're like outside, like pointing at the car. They're like, fuego, fuego. And I'm like, oh, man, that means fire. For those of you that don't know. I didn't. And really know. <laughs> so my mom's like, hey, get out and check real quick because we're like at a red light. It just turned red. So I, I hop out the car real quick and then I like I get down. I'm like looking under the car. Then I, I get up to tell her, like, I don't see anything. And as soon as I get up, she just takes <laughs> off. <laughs> I remember when you told me that. <laughs> What the fuck? So I'm standing there in the middle of the street on Elizabeth Avenue. <laughs> just, <laughs> and the light turns green, obviously, because she took off. And, and I'm just like, all right. So there's other cars and stuff. And like the Spanish guys <laughs> that are yellow fuego, they're just looking at me. I'm just, I waved. I didn't know what to do. And then. I walk back to the house. I'm like, what? Why? Why would you do this to me? <laughs> and then she, she, her reason was, um, if the car was on fire, she wanted to make sure I was safe. Yeah, so sure. She just took off, so mm-hmm. like I didn't get blown up in the car. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, you tried to leave your ass. Like, you need to walk. <laughs> hope you didn't know your way back home. <laughs> yeah, right. We were like really close <laughs> to the house. <laughs> She was like, he's been gaining a little weight. You know, I'm just going to leave his ass here. He's going to have to walk home. Gonna have to burn was this was high school? Or was it after? I think this was after. Okay. <laughs> I fucking left you. Left <laughs> <laughs> a grown ass in the middle of the street. <laughs> like, you made your ass look homeless. Like, you were trying to check your tire pressure. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so I was, I was uh, watching Trevor. I was, and I'm like, and I'm listening to his whole story and everything. And then it starts to make me think like, have I ever been a victim of racism? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and I started thinking about it and I don't think I really have, I don't think I've ever experienced racism myself. And I think there's a clear, there's a clear definition in my mind. And I was talking to jazz about this. when we have a difference of opinion. I think it's a different, there's a difference between being a victim of racism and 
just experiencing something racist. You know what I mean? Like, like you can walk around. Like, did I tell you guys? I told Eslam. So I was in the laundromat, and I walk in there, and I hear like this. There's this white couple, and the husband tells his wife, he's like, "Go get the clothes out the dryer." And he, she goes, "I'm not your Negro." And I was just like, <laughs> "I was like, what is that? What just happened?" And I'm yeah. looking around. I'm like, "There's no other minorities here." I'm like, "Should I take? Should I take point? Should I handle this for all of us right now?" And I just kept it moving. Got to grab my pants, and I got to keep moving. But see that right there to me was a racist event, but it wasn't targeted towards me. So I don't feel like I was a victim of racism. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of how I got into the whole interest of it because Trevor also has this guy called Hassan Minaj on his show. <clears throat> he's is he Muslim? Muslim? I don't think he's Muslim, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay, so he's Muslim. Um, I mean, I, ca- I can't say typical Muslim because I don't know the background. But yeah, I mean, me he's Indian. Um, he's Muslim. I don't know how practicing he is, but he is Muslim. If you saw his special, he talks about how he was Muslim. Yeah, the thing. I just I don't know how much he's embedded into it. That was the only thing. Yeah. Like, he talks about his background coming here. Um, his his mother went back to India to be a surgeon or to be a doctor or whatnot. His father stayed here. He's with his dad. Um, and he just talks about different racial events that can like happen to him. He's like, he was five. He was playing in like a sandbox, and he goes up to this girl and he's like, I like you, and she's like, you the color of poop. Damn, ruined his childhood right there. Like you're the color of poop, and he's like, and he was like, I didn't know what to think. He's like, that was the first time I ever experienced racism, and it, it, I don't know if it hurt. I don't know. I don't remember anything. But that's what I was trying to get at because I was like, I was I'm listening to his special. I'm, th- I'm listening to all the things he said and all this type of stuff, and I'm like, I don't think, at least openly, I don't think I've ever been a victim of racism. There was one time I was like talking to this black girl, and I went into her house, and I sat down. I'm, I'm like talking to her. We're chilling or whatever, and her she's living with her uncle and her aunt at the time, and it just felt like they didn't like me. And then I told Jazz that I felt like they might have like not liked me because I was Spanish. And then she was like, they probably just didn't like you because you were a boy. And I was like, that's possible, too. Yeah. So then I started asking around. I started talking to um, everybody trying to figure out, have, have they ever been a victim of racism? You know what I mean? So I go to I go to Josh. He tells me this funny ass story. He tells me, um, actually, let me see if I got the text message, actually. But while I'm looking for that, have you guys ever been a victim of racism? Yes. Have, are there any events? Hmm? Yes, many times. Uh, so what happened to you, asshole? Um, a lot of things. Um, well, I came to this country when I was eight, <clears throat> and I started third grade, and um, I was the like the weird new kid, right? So, mm-hmm. what year was this? Uh, Ninety-eight. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I came, and um. We were in the library and like we were sitting at tables of fours and like the librarian put like loose sheaf sheets in the middle and she was like, everybody grab a sheet because we're going to do something. So I went to grab a sheet and like the girl across from me went to grab a sheet at the same time and then she like brought her hand back and she was like, ew, you know, so it was like I was like the cootie kid. Cause I was like, mm. yeah. So that was like one of the first things. Um, there's a lot of other things like, um, middle school is when it really started happening more cause mm. that's when nine 11 happened. I was, uh, what is that? Like sixth grade, 2001, nine 11, sixth grade. Yeah. yeah. Middle school is like six and seven. Yeah. So like sixth grade. And that's when like, <laughs> since everybody knew I was like Egyptian and Muslim, 
Um, yeah. I started getting made fun of a lot, and they were like, oh, where's your father, Osama? And I was just like, yeah, um, I don't know. But yeah, that was, I was pretty much, <laughs> I don't know where he is. <laughs> I don't know, he's in a cave somewhere. <laughs> he, he don't. Don't worry, he those pigeons. What? Someone really said, where's Osama or some shit like that? They were like, yeah, where's your father, Osama? And were they being serious, or did you know the guys? Were they joking? No, they were just being assholes. Gosh. Yeah. High yeah, school, I, mean, I didn't really experience anything. Um, we had a small class of like yeah. 60 people. Everybody pretty much knew everybody. I we didn't, didn't, I didn't really... know you were Muslim. I found out like uh, like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really picked on anybody in high school. Not that I knew of, at least. Yeah. Everybody had... We all kind of like hung... Everybody had like the groups that they hung out with in the lunchroom. But for the most part, we all knew each other. Because yeah. we all had classes with each other. And it's such a small class that... You know, it was just like... Actually, I was trying to remember the other day. Um, how many people were, were in our graduating class? That's all. I think it was like 60. We had more in freshman year, but by the time we graduated, I think it was like 60 people. No, not all of us could make it out. Yeah, no. We lost some on the way. Yep. God High school's rough. Huh? High school's rough. <laughs> I was say, God rest their soul. Um, so I found out what Josh was talking about. So... I was like, I was like, what? he's like, Did you ever, I was like, have you ever experienced racism? He was like, yeah. I was like, what was the experience? And I've been asking a lot of people these things. And he goes, well, a lot of white people think I work at grocery store stock and shit. Another guy tried handing me his keys to wash his car when I was waiting for mine. Damn. He's like, I remember I was cutting the grass outside mom's house and someone asked me how much do I charge? <laughs> fucking, that shit started making me die laughing. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I mean, Josh does <laughs> look a little Mexican. I guess you always get that. I don't know. I was gonna say that, but he's got a beard that's very unkept. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So he's saying all this stuff, and I'm like, see, those are the typical things. Like I remember Henry told me he was like, he got a sandwich. It was him and Alvaro. He got a sandwich, and he's chilling outside, BB Biggs, and they're just sitting like on a step, and a car pulls up to him and just stops. And he's like, Hey, you guys looking for work? And my, they're on, <laughs> <laughs> mind you. They're on their school lunch break from high school. They went out to go get lunch, and they just took. They just sat down to eat their lunch before they went back to school. <laughs> was like, you guys looking for That's work? So much. Fun. It was like that is hilarious. <clears throat> I'm telling you, man. Like, and I'm like listening to these stories, and and then Johnny told me something recent. This was actually when he went to go get his car. So Johnny's Mexican, and he looks Mexican, and his dad's Mexican, and he looks really Mexican. Like he's got the the cowboy hat and the cowboy boots. Like he just. He came across, grabbed the first pair of clothes he could, and just like trying to fit in real quick. I guess mm-hmm. he came across from Texas, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So he he loves that style though. So Johnny goes to buy his car, and there's a white guy at the table, and the white guy's like, and the, like Johnny's a waiter, his dad's a waiter, and the car's like, I think the car's like fifteen to twenty thousand, and and he's and he looks at them, he goes to his manager, and he's like, you think this is legit? You think that you you think they're legal? You think they'll be able to pay this car? Like he's just asking all these types of questions. Mind you, his manager's Hispanic. So Johnny, Johnny's like, "What?" Like Johnny's like in his mind, he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" He's like, "I, li- I, I was born." Like he didn't say it out loud. But he's like, "I'm born in this fucking country, man. I'll give you the money. I'll throw this money on this table like it's nothing right now." Of course, he didn't do that though because he wants to keep some money in his pocket and make payments. But I'm when, when Johnny told me that story, I was like, "Dude, like that's a clear sign that you were a victim of racism right there." You know what I mean? Like. And that guy was just straight up open. I don't even care if you're trying to seem like you weren't being racist or whatever. When you're stereotyping like that, 
and that's another thing people there's a fine line between stereotypes and racism but if you're gonna i think put that much emphasis on it i think that one right there is a little bit more racist than anything else Hmm. but yeah i mean it's like i said i've just been kind of fascinated with it because i always knew there were these problems out there i always knew there was like social issues with it or whatnot and i mean i make stereotypes but whenever i make stereotypes it's usually based on my experiences you know what i mean like I'm not going to sit here and say all Asian people can't drive, but from my experiences, a lot of them can't. You know what I mean? But Han can drive. We all saw Fast and the Furious. He's he's dead. They can drive to Japan. He's going to end up coming back. I feel like he's going to come back because that whole series is stupid. (laughs) Why are you bringing it up then? (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to promote the episode. We don't have, we don't, we're not, we're not supported by the Fast and Furious. That'd be nice. Oh man. No, but I I don't know. I, I don't, like if I really think about it, like I've experienced stuff, but it's more stereotypes than anything. Um, the only form of like uh like racism that uh I've ever experienced, which I mean, I don't know. I th- I'm sure I've told you guys it was a funny thing. It was at work. Um, one guy needed to be escorted out of the building, so um, you know, he was done being a patient. He was just being a jerk, harassing nurses and stuff like that. So it was myself, Marco. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to say his name. <laughs> Our other friend, mm-hmm. um, and uh, another guy. So it was like three Hispanic dudes and a Portuguese dude who could pass off as Hispanic. And we all go to escort this guy out. And this was before Trump was president. So as we're doing it, the guy he like he's just talking trash. He's like, "Man, I can't wait for Donald Trump to become president. Deport all you guys. This, that, and the other. You guys need to get out this country. All you're doing is security. You can't get a real job. Blah blah blah." So we're walking him out, and it was the weekend where like most of the exit <coughs> entrances are locked from the outside. So he goes out one exit, and then as soon as he goes out, he wants to come back in to talk more trash, but the door locks. And then he's trying to get back in and he's talking trash outside and we can't hear him. So we start pointing and laughing at him <laughs> and he's, he's just getting angry. And we're, <laughs> we're literally just like, ha ha ha, you're stuck outside. Ha ha ha. And then like, <laughs> like we're all just laughing at the guy like in his face and he gets mad and then he leaves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, so I don't feel like it would affect you either. Like, like I'm saying, like for me, I, you know what the funny thing is like jazz asked me, why would I want to be a victim of racism? And the real answer, like, it's not that I want to be a victim, but I would like to ask them the question of what, what's the problem? Like, what's the real problem? You know what I mean? Like there was this one time I'm walking into a Panera bread and this old white guy's with his wife and his daughter. And he's like really old. Like he's like 70 or 80. And he just, he looks and looks at me and he's like, I don't like you. I was in such shock. I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. I was fucking Kevin moving. I was just like, I was like, I'm sorry. Like in in my mind, I was like, I was like, what the fuck should I say? I don't know if that was a racist thing. Maybe he just didn't like you. I maybe, maybe. I was with Jazz at the time. You know, I mean, I don't think she helped out the situation. So I go inside and it's like that's when my mind calmed down. And I was like, wait, what the fuck he just say to me? And I'm about to go outside and Jazz just like, yeah, stay right here. Stay right here, go get some soup. Go get some soup. <laughs> but I didn't feel I wasn't bothered by it as much, mainly because the daughter and the granddaughter or the wife and the daughter were, um, they were embarrassed by it. You could look at their face and they were just really embarrassed by it. So I'm like, maybe he had Alzheimer's, maybe, you know, whatever I mean, a it is. Lot of, a lot but, of racist behavior is also learned. 
right? Because nobody, no child is racist, yeah. right? You see children all yeah, the time exactly. playing with each other. They don't care what you look like. <laughs> the only time kids become yeah, assholes and racist is when they see the learn, they see the behavior in their parents and how they treat other people, and then they come out that way. Because right? <clears throat> we see toddlers all the time. Like when a baby sees another baby, they're like amazed and they just want to go play. Doesn't matter what color they are. Doesn't matter what they look like. They just like they're like, hey, you're like my height. Let's let's play together. So how's how's it when they meet a midget? What's up? What's, what's up? How is it when they meet a, a midget, like a little person? They probably think it's a, a baby of, too, and they don't go play. I think it's disrespect. I'm like you ain't gonna listen. I ain't gonna listen to your little ass. I'm like you just my height. I'm like go over there and play in the corner. I'm like who the fuck are you? I'm gonna stay right here. Get off my toys. I'm just saying. But see, I, how do we explain Dan then? Well, how did, what, what, how did well, he Dan get this way? Born what did he in the learn darkness, from? you know, raised by it. So he didn't see light till he was already a man, and uh, that fucks with your head. And he's drinking a two-liter bottle of fucking brisk. <laughs> <laughs> really is. Let like me fucking, live my life the way I need to live. That shit. <laughs> then it's just getting oh, bad. Man. I, like, I, talk right now. I don't. I don't question. Oh, that's it. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah, the only question. question. So let me tell you guys one of my favorite stories. Um, you got a favorite racism story? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because it was funny. It was more funny than, like, racist. So, if you guys don't know, if you've never seen me, uh, you guys are listening. I'm a bald Muslim guy with a big-ass beard, right? So, I look like your typical terrorist. Yes, and, it does. Um, so, when I was in college, I, I went to college in the city, New York City. <clears throat> and I would take the subway to school all the time. I was an architect uh, major. So, we had to make, like, building models. So I had to carry these things back and forth from to home. <laughs> so I'd be on the subway, like after three days of no sleep, right? With a beard that hasn't been kept, with a beanie and a hoodie on, on right? Looking angry as fuck because I'm like trying to stay awake with a box. <laughs> Just like a cardboard box that's taped up because my models are inside. And I got like two backpacks. Because I'm like carrying all my shit back and forth. And I'm just like standing at the door. And there was this one like older lady sitting down. And then like she kept looking at me. Because she's like what the fuck is going to happen right now. (laughs) And then like I noticed her looking at me. So when I turned my head towards her. She would like quickly turn her head to the other way. And like, and then like, I'd go look somewhere else, and I like could see her out of my peripheral vision, like looking back again, and just like mm-hmm. staring at me. And so yeah, that was hilarious. But I've had I would have fucked I would have fucking just stared at her and just smiled. Just say hello, Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was funny because I don't know, <clears throat> and it's happened a couple times going back and forth through school. But after mm-hmm. I got my own desk at school, I just left everything at school, and I would just go back and forth home to sleep and shower so you, you should have just been real awkward with it like oh a train goes so fast boom and then it goes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then everybody on the train gets scared and fucking pamphlets me to death i'm good man no nah, i would have fucking i would have pretended to drop my box and been really terrified i'm almost picked up oh shit no. <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah not yet it's too early um <laughs> oh man yeah i can't be hanging out with you in new york anymore 
Just kidding. It's like, I just, nah, I just feel like people are going to think something. Nah, you know what's funny is actually listening to Hassan Minaj and all this type of stuff. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off for a second. You know, like in the city, when usually something happens at the train stations, they set up like cops and everything and they, they do like random back checks. And every time mm-hmm. that shit happens, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get selected. I've never mm-hmm. gotten selected, which is weird. You want to get selected? I'm just like, all right. I look like. Hey, don't go on an airplane with me. That's all I'm saying. Shit. Listen, bro. You look angry though. (laughs) You look like you hate everyone on that plane, that airline. Like you just hate everything. (laughs) So it's it's like you look suspect. (laughs) That's just that's my face. No, but I mean, okay. So what I was saying was like uh, after like listening to my Hassan Minaj and everything like that, like you know, that was actually pretty glad I have Aslam as a friend. Thank you. I was like, oh, I got a Muslim friend. And I'm kind of curious. You know, I was curious how you... You're welcome. Because the thing was... <laughs> thanks. <laughs> like, like listening to him and everything he went through, it just, it kind of opens up your eyes to the stuff you probably have gone through and the other stuff that Muslim people go through in general. Because I don't judge people no matter what. Like, I mean, except for Dan. But yeah, I mean, so. for the most... And he's not really a person. But... Yeah, I'm not even mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> but... but like, I don't really judge people like that. So when the whole things were like, you know, prejudgments of Muslims and all this type of stuff and the Muslim and the Muslim ban and all this type of stuff was going on, I never let it affect me. Like I wasn't the type of person like, yeah, let's do it. Or maybe we should or whatever. Even people in school, I, I almost I actually feel more bad for them than anything else, because I'm like, how would I feel if I'm in that situation and now I'm being racially profiled or I'm put into this this category of an individual? And that's why it's funny, because. I remember, I think he said the same, well, not him, but someone was like, and Eslam t- said the same thing. Someone was like, every time you hear the news and every time there's a bombing, you, like, I think every Muslim person now is just like, please don't let it be a Muslim. Please don't be let it be a Muslim. And Eslam was telling me that's how he felt. And I heard it again from someone else, I think online. And I was like, man, like, that's just a horrible way to watch the news. It's a horrible way to live. And then, especially if like, it's in your town, like, cause it's one thing if it's in New York, but like, didn't didn't bombs go off in like Elizabeth yeah, or something? Yeah, Elizabeth and they got the guy. It's funny because yeah, you like. I'm sorry. Well, my ahead. mom was saying that she uh she saw the news or whatever like when they got the guy, and then apparently like the guy looked exactly like me, according to what she was saying. That's why she left your ass in the. I can't get caught. It was like it was Elizabeth Train Station, and then it was, uh, and then they get the guy in Linden. Of course, I'm from Elizabeth. I live in Linden now, and it's all these things. I think my dad like called her, told her, like, "Listen, I saw the, I already saw the news. It's not him." (laughs) 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 You know what's crazy? She was like, "He's been angrier than usual like these days. I got to make sure he's (laughs) stay away from your son." So that mom happened at the Elizabeth Train Station. The guys, the guy and his family owned a chicken shack like two blocks away from where I used to live. Yeah, and I actually had. I've went, yeah, there. I've went and eaten there a couple of times. Yeah, so it's very weird. Um, but yeah, he put like uh, pipe bombs in like garbage cans, and they went off. <clears throat> See, but his thing was what his thing was a reaction based off of anger of how the country's reacting, right? I think that's what I heard from that story. Yeah, but that's a it wasn't like reaction. It's not like you're making a difference. No, you're right, but at the same time, it's better than him supporting a cause of ISIS. You know what I mean? Like 
if he if it if you go and you get arrested Bro, for something anytime like that, anything happens here, even if it's independent of yeah. ISIS, people ISIS will be like, yeah, we did that. People still refer to it as no, like a, as a whole ISIS thing now. Like regardless yeah. if it has anything to do with it or not, the same thing back with Al Qaeda. Like anything happened, like oh, it's Al Qaeda. Is there a proof? Yeah, not mm-hmm. necessarily, but they just assume, hey, it's Al Qaeda. Either that or Al Qaeda will get on the news and be oh, like, yeah, 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 that was us. Even though it wasn't them, we're claiming that they're going to take credit for it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's it's like I said, it's just a psyche situation. So, like, that's happening, like, right next to your house and whatnot. And it's like, n- even if they catch the guy, they're going to look at you or anybody else Muslim in that area who looks, you know, Arab or, what, Arab or whatever, and they're just going to po- profile even worse. There's actually, I feel like there's an increase as a result of that because now you're, now it's not like you've just seen it on the news. Now you're a victim because it happened in your town or your city. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's like I said, it's just crazy to me because, like, I guess I can't naturally connect because I've never been a victim myself. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm just curious, like, that's what I was telling Jazz was, like, I'm just curious why. Like, when that guy said he didn't like me, I kind of just wanted to ask why. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, that was I've a crazy seen... old man. He, he would have said something like, you stole my pigeons or something like that. That, that, that I don't know. I've seen a great people story. Where I'm like, I see them and I'm like, I'm I'm not comfortable with you. I don't like you. Those are black people. No, I I like black people. But, you know. Well, don't, 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 what people don't you like? <laughs> You're saying shit like that. Huh? No, I'm not talking about like, I'm talking about like a single <laughs> person. Like, let's, let's say I meet a person and like, like, Everybody judges, like, even though you don't try, but, like, everybody judges on, like, a first appearance, like, on, like, on a first, like, interaction. Love and first sometimes mm-hmm. you, you meet somebody and you're just like, I, there's something about you that I don't like. I don't know what it is, but it's just like, it's like, it's a gut feeling that, that makes me uncomfortable. It's your fucking nose. Yeah. Every time I look at your fucking uh, nose, so that happens. <laughs> but then maybe you get to know the person, and then you're like, "Oh, they're actually a pretty good person." No, you're right. I mean, that's the problem. Like that's why I love seeing those those people that <clears throat> that do that type of stuff. Like I, I like people are like amazed and fascinated when you see people like come out of Compton or Oakland or whatever it is these low income houses that struggle, and they're going and they have the ability to go to Ivy Leagues. Or you see someone with baggy clothes on that you quote unquote are profiling as a thug, and they're like a straight. They just got hand me downs. And I that's all happened. They got hand me downs in the clothes. Exactly. Yeah, man. But I mean, it's also and it's not like it's it's like a double edged sword, right? Because <clears throat> you're gonna see somebody with baggy clothes and assume they're a thug because that's the image that you're used to seeing on the news and being portrayed in like rap music and whatnot. I feel that that has changed now because I feel rappers dress differently now, right? So that whole baggy, so like back then, like when when like gang violence was more apparent and stuff like that, and colors and all that shit. When we used to go to high school, like I remember getting texts that were like, "Hey, tonight's initiation night. Stay home," or like, "Don't wear this color," or blah blah blah. Or remember when we used to have pep rally and we all used to change before leaving school. I never got those texts. Nobody's <laughs> looking out for me. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom deleted that shit the moment she got it. Like, Dan's got to go out. We got to leave his oh, ass man. on the street. That was it, man. I'm telling you. I think secretly your mom has been trying to get rid of you. <laughs> One way or another. Deleting text messages, leaving your ass in the street. Oh, man. You really got to. I'm concerned now. I'm actually. Like really? 
Yeah, I think I used to get them from Chris. <laughs> I was friends with Chris. <laughs> I'm, gonna send, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send you guys an image. It actually has to go along with this podcast. Let me know what you guys get it. Um, but anyway, while you get in this picture, right? So I want you to look at this picture. It's a picture of an Where'd individual, and I want you to. T- I send it to the te- the group okay. text message on okay. the phones. So I want you to take a look at this picture and tell me what you really think of this individual. Just off of a natural look at this individual, mm-hmm. what do you think? Why did Rudy send me this picture? I see a black guy. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? Those yeah, are your main things, much. right? So this guy, this guy, uh, he raped a woman in my town uh, a couple months back, and he's like sentenced to 23 years okay. in prison now, right? So I, I look at this photo, and I just see mm-hmm. a guy, yeah. right? One of my friends, uh, he's going to remain nameless. He looks at this photo and he goes, he looks like he'd do some bad things. Damn. Really? And I'm like, I'm telling you. And it was like, not a pause, not a moment. He just <laughs> looks at the photo and goes, this guy looks like he'd do some bad things. Hmm. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm dying. Like, I'm like, I'm like, wait, like, first of all, I'm like in shock. I'm just like, I'm like, what? And like, I'm talking to Johnny. Yo, next, send him a picture of me and be like, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, right? We need this guy. He looks like, oh, he's a, like, he's this guy from Al-Qaeda. somewhere, man. We need to call the cops. <laughs> so, so I'm with, I'm with Johnny and it's the three of us and I'm talking to Johnny and I'm just like, John, like Johnny, what do you think looking at this for? He's like, it just looks like a guy to me. Yeah, it's just uh, some dude. Exactly. It's just some guy. <laughs> so then when I saw it, when I heard that, I'm like, I've been talking to Johnny about this forever. We always crack a joke on it, but like. Mm-hmm. Like how? Like I told him, I was like, "How are you even going to be able to look at that photo and know whether this guy did something bad or not? Like, how are you going to say he looks like he do some bad things? There's nothing in this world. There's no scars. There's no tattoos. There's no weird haircut. There's there's no like like I don't know. There's nothing that you would even normally racially profile someone with. It's literally just a picture of a close up photo of a black guy, mm-hmm. but he looked like he do some bad things." <laughs> And See, I was but just that's, in shock, man. But again, I think that's learned behavior because all you've been getting in news is like this person did this bad thing and it's a black guy. This person did this bad thing and it's a black guy. It's been happening for years and years. And now it's like these people attack this place. They're Muslim. These people yeah. attack this place. They're Muslim. Blah, blah, blah. It's like they're conditioned. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, everybody's being conditioned to these certain groups of people to think that they're bad, right? And they're not. You have, yes, small portions, a couple here and there, bad seeds. It's in every group of people, in every religion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's the news controls the minds of people. So, But I feel like people are getting more and more educated now. Um, who want to be more educated are <clears throat> the ones going online and like reading more about stuff before making a decision, uh, getting more better facts, uh, looking for better sources of information. So yeah. hopefully, well, it's the, I mean that and like you look at like where people grow up to. You grew up around a certain group of people, like you're used to that, and you you know like where we grew up in Elizabeth. Well, you too, Rudy. I'm, I'm assuming. It's like mm-hmm. we grew up with like all different kinds of people, like all around us always, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's it's not even weird like that. But if you go to some other place where it's I don't all know, white, or it's like yeah, and then you you black. see anything else, you're like, oh, <clears throat> what's what's this? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then someone someone's like, there, that's that's just another person. Yeah. Huh? No, you're right. And I mean, that's the thing. You know, like one of the questions 
I think everyone asked themselves, well, not everybody themselves, but one of the questions everyone like questions is, you know, how do you cure racism? How do you end racism? And the one thing I always say to that, I always have two responses to that. One is that you'll never get rid of it. I mean, do you have, there's racism within the classes, there's racism between the races. Like, I mean, Hispanics judge each yeah. other, you know, I mean, Puerto Ricans are every shade from white to like extremely dark and we judge each other like crazy and Hispanics judge other Hispanics, not just because of their, their ethnic background, but just because, you know, skin tones, the way they speak, whatever it is. Like if racism isn't even around, we're still going to find a way to judge other people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's going to be prejudice. No. Yeah, exactly. It goes from racism to prejudice. Exactly. And, up being. and that's the thing. The the only way I like that was the thing. You can you can solve racism by implementing prejudice. And that's the thing by a years from now, let's say a hundred, two hundred, however many years, the more and more interracial relationships happen and the more and more being one race is no longer a dominant thing, then it's no longer gonna really be an issue. Then you might you might have issues with skin tones and things like that, but it's not going to be as bad as it is now. See, because- but <clears throat> I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's even good to happen because then you're going to lose cultures, right? Um, the one thing that we need to do is better educate and better integrate people with each other. Um, but everyone's culture is special, right? And mm-hmm. and trying to like integrate everybody and like have we are one human race, yes. That's never changed or it was never different. We are all one human race. But we we all have our own cultures and our own beliefs that makes us unique. And the exchange of cultures, what's what can get rid of racism? Being open to the exchange of cultures and other people's belief systems can get rid of racism. Just having that open mind, be like, hey, this is what I believe. Be like, okay, what do you believe? And then you just exchange. You don't have to take it and believe it or follow it, but you're just exchanging ideas. You're exchanging cultures. You're learning about people. And then you can either go your separate ways or you can live together harmoniously. I think that is how you can get rid of racism. Um, I think the problem with that, though, is that. I'll say 50% of learning comes from in school and 50% comes out school. So it's like you can go like a lot of these people who are racist, a but lot of let's right say now, learning in school isn't learning, it's memorizing. You're no, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm just saying in general tests, though. And lo- what most of the stuff you're going to learn is in the outside world when you're living it, right? But right now the way our school system is, it's regurgitation. Here's what you need to learn. So you could repeat it on this test, so you could pass, so you can move to the next grade. Well, and there's then, that, but there's also some teachers that they give off certain opinions that you're also... Like, I remember one teacher in high school, I'm not going to say who, did a whole class, like, making fun of hippies. And everybody makes fun of everybody. But then, like, when I, I get older and I read about hippies, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that might be considered funny, but at the end of the day, they're all about peace and army yeah, and stuff yeah. like that so why why you know make fun of that they're like hey you know we're all you know and stuff like that i mean it's granted it's not the exact same thing get rid of that because that's a human def like a human i know but that's it's one of those things that you that you <clears throat> might pick up in a school somewhere someone's like oh yeah, yeah this one teacher this authority figure is saying that these group of people are weird i'm gonna think that way too yeah you know yeah, i, I know. mean nothing I think- is ever gonna be perfect but you can at least try you know 
I think I think the teaching is just harder though because most people develop their their personality and their and their their focus based off of your parents or your siblings or whatever it is. So it's like if you go to school, even if they're trying to integrate, you know, not to be racist or whatever, and they're trying to tell you that all day, and then you go home and then your dad's just like, you know, don't hang out with those black kids or don't hang out with those Spanish kids or whatever, like or they're all dirty or they're all they're all like thugs or whatever. And you're hearing this again and again from a person who's supposed to be your father or mother or older brother or whatever it is. And they're supposed to be pretty much <clears throat> mentors and, and, and people you look up to. I think that's what the problem is. That happened you know to I mean? me with music. Like, what, your dad hated jazz or something? Nah, rock music. They were like, <laughs> nah, I'm not even joking. So, no, I'm looking at Dan's face because Dan wants to laugh, but he's not saying shit. That's because I was I had like brisk iced tea in my mouth. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, who, my, who is that parents- against jazz? i mean my parents were really against rock music because like they equated rock music with like goths and like the way they dressed with like the spikes and like all that weird shit Mm -hmm. and they were like rock music is bad rock music is bad and i didn't listen to rock music till i got into like high school Hmm. and um i used to listen to hip-hop and then like i listened to rock music and i was like this is the answer <laughs> and I was like, now I understand that's why you, you don't just, have hair. You just play the, you just play some Creed for them, and then they, they just have him try to figure out what he's saying the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Can you take me high? <laughs> I feel like your parents. Every time you went to sleep, they just put like a heater on your head and just burned off the hair. That's the reason why you're bald. Like you're never gonna have spikes. It's just not gonna happen. I had curly hair anyway, so I mean, it wasn't no. gonna happen. <laughs> there was no gel oh, strong enough to keep that shit straight. <laughs> yeah man I don't, it's like i said i don't know it's just it's it's just so weird to me you know what i mean and it's like and i've seen it um the funny thing is though i think down and, and it's so weird to say people say people are more racist down south but when i went to texas and stuff and when i went like around those areas i didn't feel like people were racist to me i didn't feel racism between each other there you know what i mean but it's got to be maybe well, it depends where you go you know you went to big cities too yeah, that's I guess that's what it is. But it's not even that. It's like it, it's not just down south. It's everywhere. Everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. I think people are just a little bit more open about it, though. Like it's just, it's just weird. It's just a weird situation. I think. And then Donald Trump becoming president definitely influenced a little bit more people to come out of the closet about it. So that definitely didn't help <laughs> out the situation. But I just think it's interesting because as I'm asking more and more of my friends about it, they're just like, "Oh yeah, I've been a victim," and "Oh yeah, I've been a victim," and I'm just like, "Man, like this is all just happening." And, I, and it's curious to me because I, most of the time I feel like people don't even realize they're victims. You know, until you really ask them, I feel like people are just like, you know, that guy was just a dick or that guy was just an asshole. Yeah, and I then, mean, I've never really, like I said, I don't think I can't really pinpoint things I've experienced. Like, I and I guess I'm lucky. I think the worst thing I've ever experienced is you'll have Spanish people come up to me and just right off this bat start speaking Spanish, and it's oh, yeah. like it's yeah, and I'm like, it's not even like it's a bad thing. It's like you don't know if I'm. Hispanic, like I mean, I I probably am, but many people have mistaken me for um Muslim as well, and mm-hmm. they've like they've talked them. Yeah. When I have a smaller beard, like a very light like yeah. hair on my face, people think I'm Spanish. Yeah, I've had I told you I've had people come up to me like in malls and stuff. Assalamu alaikum, and I come back like you know alaikum salam. <laughs> <laughs> they, they start having full blown conversations like Nah, man, I'm not I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah, keep moving. <laughs> And yeah. then I think Alvaro had a situation too where he was like substitute te- teaching, and this little girl was like, "Are you Muslim?" Because his beard was like really long. She's like, "Are you Muslim?" And he's like, "No, from El Salvador." <laughs> and then she just ran away. 
I think she was terrified about Salvadorians at that point. <laughs> She's like, they look like the bad people on TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh my gosh, that. And I wonder if there's there's kids out there who are Muslim that look at terrorists and don't really look at their own like thing, like five year olds that they know they're Muslim but don't know anything about their culture or anything like that. That now are watching television and just be like, wow, are our people really bad? You know what I mean? Like, I got to believe there's kids out there questioning their own background as a result of uh. Oh. Hopefully their parents are trying to show them that that's, you know, obviously not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, I got you. I read this uh, book recently called uh, Letters to a Young Muslim. And mm-hmm. it's uh, this uh, Arab father who uh, wrote letters to his two young sons explaining certain certain things about <clears throat> the culture and like the wars and like things they should expect, racism and things like that to happen in their life and i was like damn i wish i could have read this book a little earlier because like there was a lot of things in those letters that i had experienced and i was like hmm, this is kind of nice to know that other people have experienced this and um yeah so i so if you are muslim and you're listening to this and you're confused about a couple things i recommend reading that book it's very helpful <laughs> that even sounds like if you if you're not Muslim, it sounds like yeah, it'll, it'll give you it'll give you a few insights on um, Islam and it'll break some of the stereotypes that everybody thinks about us. So, I like Ramadan being a place, yeah, it's only Rudy place. thinks that. But I can't yeah. wait to go. I'm taking a vacation <laughs> soon. I you're can't. not invited. I'm sorry. Oh well, you know it's it's not as good as it was then. It could have been better. <clears throat> you ruined this. <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie though, as as Islam's talking about that book. I felt like he was just going to be like, just so you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not alone. You are are not alone. I just just want to go back to a couple of seconds before. Rudy said that Ramadan is not going to be as good as it could be without him. Remember that. Just think about that. Remember that. I can make it better. The whole holiday of Ramadan could be better if Rudy was involved, according to Rudy. And apparently it's already pretty good, but we can make it great. (laughs) We can make it great again. Please stop. Don't. No. That's not going to happen. Okay, we're coming to the end of this episode. Uh, Dan, what's, what's your final thoughts, Dan? You're going to get this podcast canceled. <laughs> <laughs> By who? Oh, I don't even know. I don't know. Somebody somewhere is going to just show up and be like, you know what? You haven't been paying your dues. And we and we didn't know about it. We got canceled. No, I don't know what that has to do with me. Is, I'm not, I didn't do anything. What about, what about you, Eslan? What's your final thoughts? Um, don't be racist. Keep an open mind. For shizzle. Uh my final thoughts, you know, let's let's make Ramadan great again. That let's is not your it. final thoughts. Say something let's, else. Let's make, <laughs> let's, let's make Ramadan great again. No, you know, just just you know, get to know someone before you judge them. After you get to know them, you can judge them all you want. I know Dan, I judge them all the time. You know? Judging your friends is like really fun. So I mean, that's like a normal thing. Your friends. Is it? Your friends. Your yeah. friends, Dan. Your friends. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't judge any of you guys. Because oh, we're not your friends. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> he judges us. He just doesn't tell us. Yeah, he tells us. This I don't realize it. Every time he says, "I eat a fucking gazelle," that's judgment. Fuck you. I eat. That's not that. That's just, that's just saying that you you try to chew a microphone. Have a great week. Uh, enjoy 2018. Oh, by the way, I almost got hit by a car. Enjoy 2018. Have a great week.
I forgot that it was 2018 I, like, I could stop this whenever I want. I don't have to stop just because you stopped. Yo, like, as soon as, as, soon as I was done, Eslam's <laughs> mic started lagging hard as shit. Uh, yeah, I said I didn't know it was... I forgot that it was 2018 already. Yeah, I've been forgetting the entire time. You can stop this episode anytime you want, Dan. I know I can. I have the power. We, we, we're running out of minutes. 